hear us okay? Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds good on my end. Does, does it sound good on yours? Yeah, you sound great, right? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all good. Hello, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Immigration Revelation. We are so excited to welcome Major League Soccer player for the Chicago Fire Football Club, Elliot Collier. He sat down with Fiona and Ray McEntee, who is Fiona's brother and also an immigration attorney. Oh, and also... Ray is the big soccer aficionado. And here you can see the flag was not just put up for the interview. That is... It's a constant in Ray's office. Yeah. (laughs) The flag, by the way, Fiona's mentioning, is Chicago Fire, but he's a huge Liverpool fan, so Man U, Arsenal, have at him. I know from a really young age, football has always been like a massive part of your life. Um, you had a really, really successful um, time in school playing football, won multiple awards. I know you also represented um, the New Zealand futsal team. Like when people think of New Zealand, I mean, I guess a lot of the time people may think of the All Blacks, the rugby team. The All Blacks are New Zealand's national rugby team. They're probably the most famous rugby team on the planet. And also one of the best. What you're hearing is the team famously performing their pre-match haka, a ceremonial Maori dance. For you, was, was football always your number one sport growing up? Yeah, so I mean, everybody does associate the All Blacks with uh, with New Zealand, and that's what we're known for. But the the biggest sport in New Zealand is actually football. Um, the biggest junior sport is football. We have more more kids playing football in New Zealand than than they are playing rugby. It's just uh, we we are the best at rugby. <laughs> and by the way, both the men's and women's team are pretty much world champions. Ever since I can remember, that's all I've ever wanted to do was chase that ball around the field so I think I started when I was three or four and I didn't play any other sports I played you know football and I played futsal as well so for purposes of this chat football is soccer (laughs) (laughs) can I ask a question about and which might be a stupid question but the other sport you mentioned futsal what what can what is that well futsal is it's just uh it's 5v5 indoor so played on like a basketball court type of thing so it's just it's uh you know it's a lot faster paced and it's all about you know quick feet and little combinations and that kind of stuff so i mean i think all kids should be playing futsal it it improves if if you want to improve your game and in football you should be playing futsal at some point you know even if it's you know once a week twice a week just it helps your decision making it helps your quick thinking and all of that. So, I mean, I, I played futsal when, I don't know, when I started, maybe eight or nine, something like that. And then I played it all the way up just just for fun. And then I was in high school. Basically, it kind of all started when I was 15. I had a trial at West Bromwich Albion and I went there and I was coming from New Zealand. You know, I was obviously pretty good for my age and that kind of stuff. And I went over there was playing against 16 to 18 year old guys who had already had contracts and I learned I learned a big lesson there uh, that I was both physically and mentally not ready for uh, the professional level. 
I got beat up, I got pushed around, you know, I just got physically and mentally dominated over there. You know, I, I, that, that was a, a very tough thing to take at 15, you know, thinking that this is your opportunity to, to go pro and, you know, don't mess it up, whatever, that kind of stuff. And then, oh, it doesn't go well. So, you know, I, I had some talks with my parents and was there was a little period there where I was like, ah, I'm never going to make it. I don't want to play, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. It only lasted a few days. And then after that, I was like, okay, no, that's stupid. I'm not giving up. Uh, I was 16. My coach was like, uh, you should probably go trial for the New Zealand football team. And I was like, well, I don't really want to do that because, uh, you know, all my weekends and everything's taken up by football. So he's like, no, just go along. See, see what you think. So I went along and, you know, I did really well. And the coach was like, yeah, we want you on the team. And, and I was just <laughs> from wow. then on, I was like, well, okay. I guess this is happening and I, I ended up going to I played Australia in Auckland and then got a really nice trip to Tahiti to play them um, and that was that was awesome like playing in Tahiti we were in this this old beat up gym with a concrete floor and this place was packed with so many people and it was so hot that the sweat from my body and my feet was coming out the bottom of my shoes and I was slipping on the court. I, there was one game where I couldn't play. Oh my gosh. Because my shoes were just wet and every every time I'd run, I'd just slide. So I actually had to come off and like dry my shoes. I mean, in <laughs> futsal, you don't really play for that long anyway. You, you, you know, you jump on, you play for a couple minutes and you get subbed out and then you play for another couple minutes. It's just, it's really high pace, sprinting around, you know, high paced efforts type of thing so every time i come off i'd be sitting there with a towel trying to dry my my futsal shoes but it wasn't really working how old were you when that happened uh 17 i was oh 17 yeah so amazing, yeah. so i know after school you joined the ole academy which i think just outside wellington yeah yeah just outside wellington that their whole goal was basically run by americans at the time the whole goal is to get the best players out of New Zealand into either straight into the pros or through the university system. So I thought that was great. That's the place that I need to be. I'd finished high school. Um, I just now needed my next step, you know, to get me over here to the US. So, and my parents, or especially my mom, was always, um, always wanted me to have a plan B. So she always wanted me to follow my dream and play professional football, but she also wanted me to have a plan B, a backup plan. So we found out that there was this pathway through the US uh, university system where you go through, you get a scholarship, you get your degree, and at the end, you know, you, you try and get drafted into the MLS type of thing. So, you know, that ticked my mum's boxes, that ticked my boxes, and I was like, okay, let's do that. How do we do it? And then there's this academy, the Olay Football Academy, in, in uh, just outside of Wellington. I went down there, and it took them about a month. And I was on the phone to Neil Jones over here at Loyola University of Chicago, and basically was just like, "Yeah." So you were only there for a month when you figured out that you were gonna wow. head to yeah. the US. Yeah, I, I, I committed. Yeah, I committed about a month or two after being at Olay. They, they got me a scholarship really, really quick, and. You know, I, I talked to Neil and he was, I talked to a bunch of, you know, a few other universities and that kind of stuff, but 
obviously Neil's a Kiwi and he didn't really beat around the bush like the other coaches did. He just, you know, <laughs> he gave it to me straight. What I, what I, what I was going to expect, what I was going to get, that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? Looks like a great place for me to be. So yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. And had you been to to the US before or any of this? Um, I'd, I'd been to the US when I was six. I don't really remember it. We went to Disneyland. Oh yeah, family <laughs> yeah, trip. Yeah, we family went as kids as well. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember it all. I remember Star Wars uh, ride, yeah. and that's about it. <laughs> but yeah, I I hadn't been uh, hadn't really you know hadn't as an adult been to the US and uh, the academy wanted me to stay in new zealand for the rest of the year to you know prepare and continue training so i said yep that's fine with me and i came over in uh, january and 11 degrees below zero right now in chicago boy what a shock that was i came from <laughs> new zealand i came from new zealand summer spending a few weeks on the beach with with the family to I think I arrived the day after Polar Vortex. Central Illinois, completely deserted. The wind chill there, a mind-numbing negative 30 degrees. Oh my gosh. What year is this now? We're talking... This is 2014. So you arrive straight into the Polar Vortex. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and that didn't put you off, obviously. No, no. Well, <laughs> I mean, it didn't put me <laughs> off, but it gave me a shock, that's for sure. Uh, wow, gosh. I mean, I can't imagine. I thought for, I guess when I, so I also came here as a foreign student, but my transition, at least weather-wise, was a little bit easier because I had come from from Ireland. Um, I'd been in Spain, actually, that summer, but I went from basically summer into summer in chicago in august so wow, i kind of eased nice. in yeah yeah there, there you go you get the good weather yeah and, then you, and then, then you get the bad weather. right and i remember being here like on the beach at oak street you know and so and then it it was kind of you can deal with the winters i think because you've experienced mm. a little taste of yeah. summer but you, the summers make the winters all worth it yeah totally but you didn't know that you, you nope. just... <laughs> no i had no idea and ray ray moved here ray had been visiting me on and off for years but he like officially moved here in what was it in october as well wasn't in october yeah 2014 yeah so also had a bit of yeah. time to adjust yeah yeah i mean fall everything but winter is is great here <laughs> especially from new zealand as well with the obviously everything oh, being yeah. opposite like so yeah it was a it was a great summer that summer and <laughs> came into a lot of snow but it was great i mean in the way it was the first time i'd seen snow like falling around me it was really yeah never i went to england with my family for one christmas hoping to get snow and it didn't snow the entire time we we're there the day after we left it snowed oh because it rarely <laughs> snows in ireland or england yeah. i mean it just very rarely yeah. happens and so your first time seeing snow was in chicago my first time seeing it fall around me i've been to like i've been snowboarding and stuff in new zealand but seeing it actually fall yeah that was the first time and you know made my first snow angel and that kind of stuff oh brilliant <laughs> <laughs> where was that up in Loyola, up at the yeah i did it on campus yeah just there's massive you know massive snowfall and i was just like you know what brilliant. i have to do this i have oh, to jump oh yeah i don't even know that i've ever made one it's a gorgeous campus isn't it it's you, oh, yeah. you up on the lakeshore yeah. yeah i was up at lakeshore yeah Oh, I had I had a class or two down at the downtown campus, but the Lakeshore campus is really nice. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous, but also extra chilly though because it's on. on oh the yeah, lake. right on the lake. <laughs> Solidarity Kiwi from this Florida iguana, also in Chicago. 
We'll be right back after a quick break. If you're looking to impeccably present and expand the reach of your business, look no further than DBC Brand, an immigrant and woman-owned and led company. From social media marketing to website designs, DBC Brand offers different tiers of marketing plans to serve your needs. So whether you're bootstrapped, side hustling, or fully funded, DBC can work with you. Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com. Build your online presence today. DBC, digital by creatives. You're obviously playing football at pretty, pretty high level back in New Zealand. You get a scholarship, you come over here to Chicago, you're playing D1 soccer with Loyola. Um, did you know, was there a big difference in the style of football that was being played between uh, New Zealand and, and the States? Um. A little bit because in New Zealand, especially at Olay, we were just, I mean, we had the best players from all around New Zealand playing in a men's league, basically. So we would just dominate teams and our hardest games would be when we play inter-squad against ourselves. So it was very different, like level of physicality over here. I learned that very, very early on. Um the college level and then even you know especially the pro level over here is uh, very physical very athletic so yeah I learned that my freshman year I, I learned I learned a lot of lessons at Loyola you know I learned that I was more than just an attacking player I had to learn how to defend I had to learn how to work off the ball I had to learn a lot of those lessons and a lot of those lessons I learned by getting subbed so you know getting subbed and getting yelled at by the coach definitely <laughs> makes you um, realize a few things. So your college career was really, really successful. You won loads of awards on personal level, team level, like Missouri Valley Conference, um, all-conference first team. You were on, the, I think, the United Soccer Coaches first team, all-West region. That's yeah. just a few of them. There's there's plenty more. But is there any one award that really kind of sticks out as like your the most important award you won during college? I think the... The year we won the Missouri Valley Conference was was a special year. Our freshman, my freshman year, realizing like, oh yeah, like we have a lot of work to do. Realizing that I wasn't at, you know, like the Wake Forests and the UNC and like those kind of colleges. I think winning that the Missouri Valley Conference was was a big one for 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 me and for the team. Obviously, winning those personal awards, those are always great. Those are always things that you strive for. I was on track to go with zero losses at home over four years and I broke that in my senior year we I, I think I can't remember what game it was but one of the games we lost at home and that was like devastating for me but yeah with with the team that we had and the team culture and everything winning that was that was very special and then obviously playing in the NCAA tournament that was awesome too and then you go on to become the first ever player in Ramblers history to be drafted in the MLS Super Draft yeah. in 2018. Yeah, that was amazing. A, That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty special moment. Oh my gosh. I, uh... The Major League Soccer Super Draft. Look, there's plenty of podcasts on this crazy topic, but basically, it's a huge deal. Thank you and good afternoon to all, and welcome to the 2018 Major League Soccer 
Super Draft presented by Adidas. The draft has officially started. I woke. I remember. I remember that morning very clearly. I woke up. I don't know what time I woke up. That it was. It wasn't by my own accord. It was my phone just blowing up. I was getting text messages from people. I was getting phone calls and. I'm like, what's going on? Just like, did someone die or like, what's happening? But no, they were all congratulating me, and I'm like, what is happening? Wait, so you were you were asleep, and then you woke up? Yeah, to... I I didn't know. No, I oh I my didn't. Gosh. I had no idea. And then I woke up, and you know, I got a call from like the guys at the fire saying, "Hey, we want you in preseason in two days." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Wait, I'm asleep. I was what? Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Tell me where I gotta be, and I'll be there. So. Oh my gosh! And what? Who did your family at home know before you did, or who who found out first? Uh, no, it was it was, but no, my family didn't know. It was my like all my friends and stuff who were like watching the draft or like getting the updates that kind of stuff oh and so, so did yeah. you make that call home then yeah yeah i did what was that like yeah, that was yeah i mean that was pretty awesome that was pretty awesome you know that was i mean that was the goal sorry sorry had to that was the goal from day one was to get over to the u.s and get drafted so but getting drafted is only the first step in us you know getting drafted doesn't mean you get a contract you know it's just an invitation to preseason so so speaking of speaking of preseason what was it like walking into the dressing room for the first time and meeting all the team so i had actually i played pdl for chicago fire one season and at the end of that the pdl coach was like i want you to go train with the first team for a couple of weeks before college starts like I like the, they like you and that kind of stuff they want to see you so I actually got to train under the head coach for a couple of weeks and I knew some of the guys that were on the team and that kind of stuff so that was nice that I had that experience but still like you just you're coming into uh, the locker room of a professional environment um, it's daunting it's exciting it's where you want to be you know you you got to act like you've been there before and uh I don't know. It was just a, a, an amazing experience. All of it. The ups and the downs, it's it's all amazing. I know from kind of seeing on the internet when players join new teams, they uh, they have to get up and sing a song or do a dance or do some <laughs> sort of initiation. Did you have to do yeah. anything like that? Yeah, of course. I uh, So I my, my way of thinking is that I could have just done a song or something, but if I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it once, I should do something special. So I, I did the haka. Nice. So I yeah, got up there and did the haka by myself. And That's uh, amazing. I, I, that, I don't think they've ever seen a skinny white boy uh, do a haka before. But oh, good I think for they you. enjoyed it. Is there a video, is there a video of that yeah. to see? <laughs> yeah. There is a video. I, I have it on my phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. I can sh I can show you. Oh, that would be like Ray's version of that would be doing a bit of an Irish jig, right? You could yeah. do like yeah. your favorite dance. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to see that now. <laughs> there might be a video of that somewhere around. Um. Oh, you don't say now. Well, if anyone wants to prove Ray wrong, you can email us at hello at immigrationrevelation.co. Okay, now back to this episode's subject, Elliot. I was playing well. I, I I did well, and uh, I, I was coming off the field. And I was walking to the locker room, and the the coach pulled me aside, and he said, uh, "Just so you know, uh, Nelson's going to speak to you, who was the GM, um, and we're going to sign you." And I was like, "Wow!" 
just hearing those words, I was like, wow, that's the best news that, you know, that's everything I've wanted to hear. So, and it, yep, just as you know, I walked around the corner and then Nelson was there and he was talking to me and said, yeah, we want to sign you and nice. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, all I heard was we want to sign you. So I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was great. All the, all the hard work and mm. working my butt off in preseason and all the grinding sessions at Loyola where you just want to mm. throw up and the times that I did throw up from running too hard, <laughs> all of that kind of man. stuff. Just wow. So amazing. when you were, when you were playing with Loyola, you obviously had fans at the games watching you and stuff, but you know, playing in the MLS, there's, there is a lot more people watching oh, you. Yeah. you, you know, you're on TV and, and there's a lot of people in the stadium. So like, how did you, how did you find that at the start playing in front of all those people? Was it like the, take a while to get used to it to be honest i don't actually remember it's kind of hard to unless you experience it when you're out on the field you don't really hear the fan noise and the you know it doesn't really you're kind of in the zone you know so it, it doesn't even really affect you maybe you maybe every now and there you you hear them cheer or you hear them boo or you hear them chant something but when you're out there you're just so focused on what your job is and what you're supposed to be doing especially like you know you come on and say you come on the 70th minute type of thing you're not thinking about the fans and the thing you know you're thinking about okay i've just been subbed on i've got to change the game we're either winning and we have to hold the win or we're losing we got to push for a win it's it's kind of like if anything i would say that it provides you with more energy hearing all that fan noise because that's something that i have noticed since covid um without the fans you just feed, kind of feed off the energy that you're getting yeah you just feed off the energy yeah like you feed off the positive energy of your own fans you feed off the negative energy of the the, the other team's fans you know, i love that if a team's booing me or chanting stuff at me i just makes me want to prove them wrong yeah extra pressure and it's all part of the game i mean i guess it was yeah, until sure. recently now it's a little yeah, it's yeah. a little um different COVID-19 has made every aspect of our lives different, including live sports, which have mostly gone virtual with no fans in attendance. And in order to keep players and staff safe, sports leagues are using a system which Elliot will explain in a bit, referred to as bubbles. So coronavirus comes a couple of, week, couple of, couple of games into the season. Um, stay-at-home orders are announced i know there's no in-person training there's no games like what did you do did you pick up any new hobbies for that for that free bit of time <laughs> Netflix, uh, yeah not really i mean uh oh, there's not much to do for for the first part of it for the first part of it um while the parks and the lakeshore like path was open i would go do my training because obviously we had you know a training a workout every day since so i'd go do that at the field uh, or at the park or run along lakeshore but then that got closed down so i could no longer do anything on a field or on a piece of, on a any grass anywhere so <laughs> i was basically running up and down my footpath in front of my apartment for oh my you gosh. know however long the rest of quarantine lasted you know the stay-at-home order lasted it was just it was get up run 
workout, do my body weight workout, whatever it was, and then yeah. go back inside and figure out what to do with the rest of the day. Watch Netflix, play video games, basically just do whatever you can to keep sane. Yeah. Are you a cook? Um, I, I, I don't mind cooking. My roommates are the chefs of the house. They're, they're very good cooks and they usually do most of the cooking. I do all the cleaning. Well, most of the cleaning. Yeah. What's the New Zealand cuisine? What's the, what, what's the food like at home? Um, well, I always say, and I've met with heavy opposition from my American friends that New Zealand food is just so much better than food over here. But <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just because my mum's a really good chef. Oh, like shoot, yeah. She, I mean, everybody, a lot of people love their mum's cooking. Yeah, we would co-sign on that. <laughs> yeah. 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 What I miss probably the best meal I miss from home is like a nice roast pork or roast yeah. beef or just you know a, a nice roast with vegetables and gravy and yeah you just can't, uh, you can't beat that no like a Sunday kind a of typical Sunday, Sunday roast, roast dinner yeah Sunday roast every Sunday we'd have that and it's just it's my favorite doesn't no. matter what the meat was it was always just spectacular yeah no I think roast lamb um, or oh, with mint I sauce. Know. Yeah, oh, I love lamb with <laughs> it. I didn't want it to be stereotypical and yeah. assume that you eat lamb, but I know it's a big thing in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, but you're sure. so your roommates try and um sub in for your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's always it's always something to look forward to when you go home. Yeah, uh, no matter the day, you're getting a Sunday roast whenever you arrive. <laughs> no the time. That's that's actually true. That every the first meal when I get home is always mum's like, "What do you want?" Yeah, and like. You know what I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't even <laughs> I ask. Want, I want I want a roast. And she's huh. like, what roast do you want? You just make whatever roast you want and I'll eat it all. Anything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's Irish cooking. We're a big Sunday roast dinner. And so, yeah, I mean, so I guess quarantine lasted a little bit longer than people thought. And I know yeah. um, Ray was kind of following what was happening with the league there. It was on, it was off, and there was different things. We were, we were getting told different things every day you know and we even had one day where we were told we're going to practice and then a couple hours later they were like oh no we can't actually start yet so everybody go home yeah so yeah it was it was just a whole lot of waiting you know basically just waiting for when it was going to start up and being mm. ready for that um, trying to stay as fit as possible obviously very hard when very hard to get football fit when you can only run up run up and down a footpath but did any of your neighbors like see you and say what what's going on (laughs) yeah i i did have i did have one one lady ask me what i see you running every day what are you doing and i'm like uh (laughs) trying to explain that you know professional sports aren't a thing right now so (laughs) just trying to stay fit did you tell her that you were that you yeah I'm sure she appreciated knowing. Yeah. Well, she like she actually asked for some advice. <laughs> she wanted to get faster or something. I, I was like, uh, I was like, uh, I don't know if I can help you there. <laughs> Just doing what I'm told. Oh, that's it was all right. great. It was, it was, it was, you know, challenging, tough time yeah. for you know everyone in the world. But I, I'm just I'm thankful for, you know, yeah. my roommates keeping me keeping me sane and safe and 
thankful that my parents and all my family back home were doing well. They're all doing okay. I'm sure, you know, it's obviously tough being away from home, especially when things like this happen. And um, I'm sure they're missing you loads. Yeah, my my mum, my my mum kept trying to get me to come home, and I was like, "Mum, I can't, I can't come home." <laughs> huh? Oh well, look, there'll be. I'm sure she's counting down the days whenever it will be yeah. for that Sunday roast dinner. Yeah. And I know, yeah, this is what's hard though about living away from home. Yeah. Is that like when it's you know? Tough. Well, it's it's normally you know it's normally not too bad outside of this year. I've always got my off season to look forward to, so. You know, off season I can go home, or go. You know, they can visit, or that kind of stuff. But this year is just it's not the case. If you go back yeah. to New Zealand this year, and you're not going to stay for good, you, so you, if you're just visiting, you have to pay for your quarantine hotel, and I think the quarantine costs at the hotel because they give you meals and everything is like forty eight hundred or five thousand dollars or something, and you're wow. and you're forced to pay that. So. Yeah, I don't, yeah. don't think that's in the plans this year. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah, you guys had it under control though. Yeah, for a little bit. And then it uh, had it under control and then it uh, came back out. So the MLS, the, the bubble in Orlando, the, the MLS back tournament, what was that like? Um, It was like, it was kind of like, I hadn't had this experience, but this is what all the Americans and those guys said. It was basically just like playing academy football. You had every team in an academy tournament, you know, at the same hotel. So, but no, it was good. It was amazing to be back playing. Amazing to have a space to ourselves where we were, where we felt safe, um, where we could train, where we could, you know, had everything provided for it. There's really, you know, nothing to complain about. Um, they did everything they could to make it safe and and, and a, a good place for us to be so i was in the mindset that as long as i was back playing it you know didn't really bother me too much as long as i was looked after that how it was going but i know for a lot of people you know with wives and uh, newborns and pregnant mm. wives and that kind of stuff I, I can understand how very challenging not only the bubble but this entire time would be for them so definitely felt for those guys but but for me it was it was great great to be back playing do you think it brought you guys closer together as a team yeah for sure i mean we're mm. we're spending all our time together you know? <laughs> not by sure like, yeah even know, if you didn't want to yeah, you have to <laughs> even if you didn't want to you had to so you kind of you know you form these relationships and our dinner chats and our lunch chats and breakfast chats those were just really what kept us going throughout the whole thing you know it was like another day here another day stuck here but at least you got you know you got the boys to yeah to talk with and yeah it was great oh that's so nice that you guys have each you know just you know you're all in exactly the same I mean yeah, different exactly. family circumstances but you're pretty you're and, in and that's kind of the, same what the, the everyone in the league is in the same situation you know so even though we're you know we're all playing against each other we're rivals blah 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 everyone's in the same situation everyone understands what's going on so it was just you know kind of just a, it was a good environment can you tell us about your favorite game my favorite oh i actually have two i have two tied for my favorite game so my favorite game not okay. because of what i did in the game but just the game was a. Uh, my debut against Ireland for New Zealand. That was the first time putting on the silver fern and 
you know, my, my, my mum had flown over from New Zealand. She was in the stands behind me with my wow. auntie and uncle. And it was a, it was a very special moment. I, th- I think it came on in the 80 something minute. So, you know, obviously I didn't have a lot of time to do much, but I, I, I actually almost scored that game. But yeah, I mean, that was just an uh, unreal occasion and uh, an awesome that, that was a that was a goal. That yes. was my one of my lifetime goals. You know, <laughs> that sounds so. amazing. And then the second game was last year when I was on loan at Memphis Nine OFC. I scored my first uh, career hat trick, and the the third goal I dribbled about six guys and scored. So topped it off really nice. Yeah, that's unreal. <laughs> but yeah, can't it can't can't beat playing for your country. Can't beat that that feeling. It was a moment I'm never gonna forget. I bet. Yeah, I wish I was there. I would have loved to have been there. I think a few of my friends actually were in the Aviva that night. Oh, yeah? That's awesome. And you said your mum's from England? Or... Yeah, yeah, my mum's from England. She's she's from Devon. Oh, that must be amazing, though, for your mum to go to Ireland with, was it her sister or your aunt? Her sister, yeah. So your mum yeah, and her sister are there to watch you yeah. play for New Zealand against Ireland. Yeah. That just must yeah. have been, I can't, she must have been so proud sitting there. I can imagine, <laughs> I'd say she was... Yeah balling yeah, watching think, you take the field i think she was pretty proud oh, i hope so at least <laughs> i'm sure she was wow and it just happened to be in ireland so that's amazing yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. now you might not but do you have a top three footballers of all time yeah i do so my fam- my english side of the family um we're big man united supporters so i grew up being man man united supporter and David Beckham was my idol growing up. I, I I loved watching him. I had I had this videotape of the treble that they won and all these games, and I would just watch these games over and over and over. And uh, so when I was really young, it was David Beckham was my favorite. And then when Ronaldo came to United, he was then my favorite because everything he did, I wanted to do like the, the step overs, the running past defenders, the you know backheel cuts and all that kind of stuff. Like he was just such an awesome player to watch and the goals he scored were just ridiculous. So he became my new idol and I wanted to do everything that he did. So those would be probably my, those are my two favorites growing up, um, basically my idols. And then my third just because he's an absolutely unreal footballer, would be Thierry Henry. Untouchable, so strong on the ball, so fast. It's just just a footballing specimen, that guy. Nice. So I actually, speaking of Thierry Henry, I was in, do you know the Kerryman Bar downtown? It's an Irish bar. It's on It's on Clark, and or it's on Grand and Clark. But um, speaking of Henry, I was there in... I think it was, was it 20, 2014? Would have been maybe 2013. It was the, the playoffs going into the World Cup. So Ireland mm. were playing France. And uh, yeah, yeah. you remember that game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a soft spot for Irish people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, but he was unreal. He's a, he, was a, he was a class player. And so was so was Ronaldo and obviously yeah. David Beckham. Well, that's for sure. Um, Speaking of Beckham, have you, have you, you, you guys haven't played Inter Miami yet, have you? No, we were we haven't. We were supposed to play them in uh, Orlando, but the groups got moved around. So maybe next season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just hoping he's there when I when I play him and get to. That'd be oh, awesome. That'd be, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think you know. I hope you know that the way you like 
Beckham was your idol. There's kids that are looking at you now going, I want to be him when I grow up, you know, <laughs> and definitely. And it's kids here, boys and girls, and, and also kids in New Zealand looking, you know, going, how do I get to be Elliot, you know, for the Chicago Fire? Yeah, I mean, I, with, I mean, whether you want to be or whether you don't want to be the position that you're in, you know, you are one. So I always try and hold myself to the standard of just do everything that I looked forward to through my idols you know try and try and be those guys for the younger kids so yeah yeah my, my dad always told me that if, if anything anything good in life is worth working for so nothing comes easy i mean that's 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 my that's the best advice i could give you know any young kid that if, if this is really what they want then commit yourself to it and you just got to keep fighting through the ups and the downs and if this is what you want you'll make it happen somehow i'm just you know just gonna keep keep grinding out here and be as good as i can and take this as far as i can and we'll be cheering you and the team on elliot thank you for joining us and thank you to the chicago fire football club you can learn more at chicagofirefc.com Thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to Immigration Revelation. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and thanks again to Elliot Collier and the Chicago Fire Football Club. A huge thank you to Alva Fitzpatrick and Ignacio Sass for writing our theme song. It was produced and mixed at South Music and Sound Studios in Santa Monica, California. And of course, if you haven't already, follow us on social media. Subscribe, review us, share us, and email us. Let us know what you think. Drop a line at hello at immigrationrevelation.co. See you next time.